0: We become a race of peeping Toms. Something happened, something was happening. I had no idea. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can
1: visit, if she wished, mine is with the ancestors. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm so drinking, How can you hold cake and not eat it? Oh shit, you guys got coke here. Oh my god, of course.
0: I mean, I know to you I'm just your old
1: fat Aunt Maddie Faye. I'm more than that, sweetheart.
0: These are godless times, Mrs. Snell. You're all feckin' boring. With your piddlin' grievances over nothing, you're all feckin' boring.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite best supporting actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and pick up your trash. You're not British. <laughs> And my name is Colin Drucker And what is this, Tomatoes? (laughs) Oh, that's a good one That
0: made me laugh really hard (laughs) That entire scene in The Yogurt Shop I think might even be my favorite scene in the movie It's so, the the two of them are just so funny together
1: Uh, I mean, we already talked just briefly off mic about it But I, I so enjoyed this movie I've only seen it once And it's great It is so good it is. I can't
0: say enough good things about 2013's enough said. There it
1: is. There <laughs> anka Anka
0: <laughs> Now have uh,
1: you you have seen this movie before as well, right? I'm imagining. Yeah. Yes. This is your I feel choice.
0: like yeah. yeah, I feel like this movie and I go we go way back, at least to twenty thirteen. I feel like this was this is so like it just checks the boxes of like a movie that just like feels like sliding
1: into a jacuzzi for ninety minutes, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, th- it's funny. The first thing I think of when I think of this movie now, I just remember there was like, I feel like Julia, I almost said Julia Roberts, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was like really gunning for like awards season with this movie. And she's great in it. But like, I just don't consider her like a movie star. And I think that probably like, as far as like the whole game is concerned and like campaigning and all that stuff, it's like she's on so much TV And not really a lot of film. She was in Wakanda Forever, though, the second one.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's right. Oh, my God, that's crazy, because I was thinking, you know, we've talked about her a couple times before, but I had forgotten that
1: she's also in Wakanda Forever with that purple stripe in her hair. I know. Um, But, yeah, I I just – I think I remember – I just remember the words like, well, I wasn't nominated for an Oscar, like coming out of her mouth or something. And I'm like, did you did you think that was going to happen? And it's again, it's not that she's not bad in this movie. I think she's fantastic. But I think that's like asking for too much too soon. I know she has like 17 Emmy Awards, but I don't know. I don't know why my mind goes there first.
0: I mean, watching this again, I it's certainly you have to watch it with the the nuance glasses, I think. You know, for for awards consideration, because it's all in the little things that she does. It's all in the little facial expressions. It's all in that like that that look that she gives with the bulged eyes and her front teeth sticking out and her mouth kind of yeah. hanging open a little. Yes. Like it's all in these like tiny little moments. And I mean, not to jump to the end at the beginning, but you know, as a little bit of a teaser, in no in no better way is all of that on display. But the end of this movie where. It's all about her little facial expressions. And I. so I feel like from that lens, like watching her performance with the microscope and looking for the micro moments, uh, give her every award under the sun. Push those 11 Emmys out of the way and, and, and get this woman an Oscar nomination. But uh, yeah, I mean... Th- this is not a role that I would consider like an Oscar movie, but I wouldn't want it to be. I like that it's just this little
1: jacuzzi I slide into every couple of years. Yeah, I mean, this is such a Globesy movie at the mm. at the most. You know, I could picture they're both well known, especially in TV. Um, that I feel like that could have been an, an obvious sort of, you know, nomination. But yeah, you're right. It's like it's uh, selfishly I just I like it for us instead.
0: Yeah, it's just for us. It's just for the girls. Uh yeah. well, I, you know, for what it's worth, uh King James Gandolfini uh was nominated for best supporting actor at the Film Independent Spirit Awards. Ooh. That should got make it. you feel good. Uh uh Julie louis Dreyfus was nominated for best actress at the Satellite Awards. Nice. Uh, oh, he he also got nominated for uh Screen Actors Guild Award. And oh, cool. to to drive home the point you just made, she got nominated for a
1: Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical. Oh my God! Well, clearly Nick did not do his homework this week. Um, yeah. So there, there you it is. go. I guess you look you at making it a pretty news. good point. Yeah. Uh, do you want to see who she was up against? Oh, of course.
0: Okay. It's my favorite right, game. I know. I love this. I love this part. Okay. So this was the this was the Twelve Years of Slave year. Just to um, oh, so this okay. was 2014. So this was the Gravity year. Oh God. Gravity. Mm. Gravity. You, you finally watched Gravity I recently. I finally did. Oh, my God. Uh, so she was, let's see. Okay, so she was up against, oh, how funny is this? She was She was up against Meryl in August Osage County, which we've talked wow. about. She was up against Julie Delpy in Before Midnight, which we've never talked about. She was up against Greta Gerwig,
1: who we just talked about, in Frances Ha. Oh, that's some synergy there,
0: right? Right. <laughs> and then all of them uh, were beat out
1: by Amy Adams in American Hustle. Oh, that's nice. I remember her winning that and being very happy for her because I feel like she said, "Like I never win anything."
0: <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, so it's true. Uh, so there you go. So I I think that does feel good that at least she was recognized. And the Golden Globes Awards nominators had their nuanced glasses on.
1: Yes. Uh, well, at least we had that. We'll always yeah, have we the Globes.
0: That. We'll always have the Globes, even if there was that one year where they were kind of problematic. I think we're allowed <laughs> yeah. to like the Globes again.
1: Oh, yes. I no. guess so. I guess so.
0: Well, I do. Now that I know this. Now, yeah. you know, step it up. Critics Choice Awards, yeah. <laughs> well, no, Critics Choice Awards nominated both of them for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor and Best oh, Actress, so well, you're that's... in, you're in the book too.
1: All right, all right, good. all
0: right, good, all good, right. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a lot of awards talk about a little movie called Enough Said, written and directed by Nicole Holoff Center, and I had to watch a little interview to learn how to pronounce that. I like that. Doing the homework, doing the work. Yeah, doing a little bit of the work. She has. She's done a. She's done a bunch of things, but she has. I feel like enough said. It feels like kind of sisters with a few other movies that she's written and directed. They're mostly like w- movies about women and women's relationships with each other and with men in their lives, uh, and all of them have Catherine Keener in it. She's kind of her, you know. Uh, and if you've mm-hmm. ever seen a picture of Nicole Hall of Center. She looks like Catherine. Oh Kino. yeah,
1: I'm just looking at it now. I yeah, I totally see that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, if if you are a fan of Enough Said, I can also recommend Walking and Talking uh, from 1996. Except I'm just going to say it right now. There's a cat in that movie called Big Jeans, and things don't end well for Big
1: Jeans. Oh no! Yeah, Big, so, jeans. I big jeans. I love that and movie. Big Jeans. I love that movie. I love that name. <laughs> Big
0: Jeans. I know, it's so uh, bittersweet because I love hearing them say the name Big Jeans, but then she... Uh, don't don't check Does the Dog Die for walking and talking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she also wrote the screenplay for Can You Ever Forgive Me?
0: Yeah, I had not realized that till doing a little bit of the homework. I was like, that movie that I've only seen 40 minutes of, but I liked it. Yeah, that's so funny that we both gave up on it. I don't know why, because it's like... I there's so much there that it's like, why would I not finish this? It's about Melissa McCarthy in an Oscar-nominated role as a lesbian. Yeah, I know, I know. I but love all those are. things. Here we are. I know. Uh, <clears throat> and, and if you also enjoy this movie, I, I don't think there's any unfortunate cat situations in Lovely and Amazing or Friends with Money, which has a great cast in it. There's like Joan Cusack, Francis McDormand, Jennifer Aniston, Jason Isaacs. We love him. Ooh. Yeah, so uh and then i think oh then there's please give which is also i feel like sometimes i, I confuse please give with enough said but it might just be the number i of know syllables. these two
1: what's the mm-hmm. one that i always get confused of with um the candace bergen meryl streep diane wiest movie and then a different one
0: oh like book club what's and the,
1: what's the cruise one called oh oh let them all talk let them all talk and then the movie with jane from pride and prejudice (laughs) that's how i talk now i'm just cryptic (laughs) tongues yeah but you know what i'm talking about gone girl her name is rosamund pike yeah rosamund pike yes and i care a lot her vape pen i care a lot there it is and those movies have like nothing i think they have nothing in common Weirdest thing No,
0: absolutely nothing but. That we've talked about both of them on this podcast, so <laughs> that, maybe
1: they accept that. Yes.
0: Yeah, you've like put the wrong shoes away in the wrong box in your
1: head. Yeah, that's a perfect yeah. way to explain that. Yeah,
0: these are my let them all talk shoes. I know. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, so enough said. So what? Uh, so you had seen it once before. Uh, you had said right.
1: I had, and I. Didn't really remember too much about it. I remember being charmed by it. And I remember, you know, now I have such a different relationship <laughs> in the like the eight episodes of The Sopranos I watched um, to J- James Gandolfini. Um, and of course, I've always loved Julia. And I totally forgot that Tony Collette was in this. So, yeah. and it's funny, I, my question for you, because I didn't see it coming at all, the twist, um, until it actually happened. But there's so many Easter eggs that kind of... Give you those hints towards the the twist. Did you figure it out pretty earlier on? Pretty early on.
0: You know, I had completely forgotten watching it again, and it's like basically the only plot point in this movie. Yeah. there's like many stories, but the whole idea for anyone who who you know wants us to say more about enough said is that Julia Lee Dreyfus uh, meets James Gandolfini. Eva meets Albert at a party one night, and they eventually go out on a date. And they they really hit it off and have this this kind of beautiful middle aged courtship. And at the same time, she also she's a massage therapist, and she starts working with Catherine Keener's character Marianne and being and giving her massages. And you know, all of them have been divorced before, and so Marianne and Eva talk about their exes, and Albert and Eva talk about their exes. Well, it's a little triangle of sadness because Albert and Marianne are. Each other's exes.
1: I know. and I think it's set up pretty well too because they're both at the same party when they first meet. So like, and I don't think she ever says that out well no, they do say that out loud when they when it finally comes, yeah, you know, to the confrontation. And I mean, we you get this sort of you realize it's happening um in the best way too, because one of Marianne's annoyances with Albert is that he, doesn't like onions in his guacamole and, or salsa. So he pushes it to the side and Marianne says that at last. And uh, Eva puts it together, like just as like the daughter's coming home. So it's just like this, Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, get out of there. What are you gonna do? And she manages to like hide outside. And it's played very well because like, you would obviously just keep saying, Eva until like she showed up but she's like oh I guess she left you know or, or whatever.
0: To that point I mean this plot is basically like the plot of a, an episode of television and I yes. like that. I like that this movie has a sitcom episode plot that they've expanded into 90 minutes and and then kind of filled it in with all of these little mini stories in these people's lives.
1: Yes I totally agree with that sort of extended sitcom uh, analogy there i i it's it's like you know it's gonna happen and you know there's it's almost like this plug and chug sort of like everything goes to shits and then there's like the melancholy music where she's like she has to say goodbye to her daughter but that relationship's kind of you know she's repairing that a little bit because she's paying way too much attention to chloe um and yeah it's but it still works in the best way possible i that 90 minute mark i tell you
0: you know, twentieth-century women take a note,
1: but <laughs> yeah, because it's you know basically
0: outside of the uh, inevitable love triangle of Eva, Marianne, and, and I keep saying Marianne as if I've got some transatlantic accent. I can't seem to get Marianne, I can't, Mary, Marianne. I, I I'm, Marianne. I'm resisting Marianne. I think is what's going on here. Yeah, uh, this is a Noah Baumbach situation. <laughs> yeah, you know, there it is, Marianne Baumbach. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I think I need to lay down. Yeah. Uh, but outside of this love triangle and, and you know, uh, the very sitcom-y elements of it and, uh, you know, Eva kind of figuring it out and then having to pretend and, and you know, uh, feeling Marianne's complaints about Albert kind of seeping into their relationship. Like, I just, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I feel like I've seen all this before, but I love watching these three go through it.
1: Yeah, because I feel like a sitcom would just have more of those, like, hiding in bushes moments
0: outside of the three of them and sort of everything going on in this little love triangle we do get tony collette playing sarah with her australian accent
1: Loved that uh
0: and her husband will played by melissa mccarthy's husband ben falcone you may know them from the booking.com commercials
1: Oh, I don't think I know those commercials. Oh, that this is...
0: Uh, it's every... Uh, it might be over now. The campaign might be over. But on YouTube, every time I turned around, the two of them were just like in bed planning vacations on their iPads.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Probably got some uh, good money. Yeah. Uh, but they play Eva's friends. And I love the device of just the friends in the movie.
1: Yeah. I think that they're... It's a little bit elevated than the normal friendship, I think, especially Tony Collette's character. Yeah, I mean, and there's no...
0: I feel like with those kind of characters, there's always some twist that happens. You know, like, I, I thought I had remembered that by the end of the movie, Sarah and Will divorce or something major happens because he's... You know, he's kind of a putz of a husband. He's he's the kind of guy who's like asking Eva if any of her clients ever get boners or they ever hit on her. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm just like so afraid of uh, you know getting a massage because I don't want to get a boner. And it's like these little, it becomes these little sort of like, oh, really? Like these little pain points in the relationship. Yes. And so you sort of expect all of that to kind of fall apart by the end of the movie. And they've got this maid who like, puts things away in weird places and they're both afraid to fire her. And then you think, Oh, maybe there's going to be some twist there. And then there really ends up being no twist with Will and Sarah. They're just Eva's kind of quirky, unhappily married friends.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it really does get kind of dicey eventually too. Like, uh, even during that dinner or another scene at their apartment too, where they're just like really ripping into each other. But yeah, it kind of just ends there. And, they serve their purpose. And I, I, I did like Tony Collette and Julia Louis Dreyfus together, which I, I I never would have thought of that pairing in my head, but it works.
0: Oh, they have such a lovely little friendship. I love those little zoom chats that they have. Yeah. There's a there's a moment in the car when they're driving to the party early in the movie because Eva Eva goes with Will and Sarah to this party because Will and Sarah don't want to be there alone, which yeah. I kind of love of like no we need to have like three so we don't feel so weird at this party yes but uh eva asks eva's in the back seat and she asks sarah like how do i look does this does this look okay and sarah turns around and she gives her like such a genuine yeah you look great and like this like really genuine smile and i was like oh look at this look at this female friendship
1: i know and then uh will says something like oh yeah that color's great and then you know uh tony collette's face like sarah's face just yeah like, it's so funny she just like shoots him a look like what are you talking about right this.
0: yeah I, I love that i think when they're driving home later after the party they're talking about how that one client of eva's who ha- who lives on the second floor of the building like never helps her bring the table oh, upstairs yes. and will says well have you ever considered asking and and then both eva and sarah at the same time are like i i should she shouldn't have to why shouldn't have yes, to <laughs> yes. I, just, I just love that and you know again that would be in a sitcom that would be hit with a laugh track and would be this like moment it'd be a, like i i could i'm picturing a scene in king of queens you know Oh God, yes,
1: Leah Remini, eat your heart out. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, right. And so I, I think in this situation, this the sitcomy beats. It's sort of like, um, it's like when you go somewhere that that does fancy macaroni and cheese, you know, Ooh, or a yeah. really high end cheeseburger. It's like, oh, we're getting like the high end
1: cheeseburger. We're getting the lobster macaroni and cheese of a sitcom here. Yeah, and it feels really good. I I feel like that's. I just feel like that's naturally built in the Julia Louis-Dreyfus's like acting and it's just like this little like spell she casts on people because everyone around you can't not but just kind of ease into that frame of mind with her even on like Veep and Seinfeld for sure and like this is very like The New Adventures of Old Christine you know it's almost mm. like an episode out of that show
0: Yes I, I feel like there probably is an episode of The New Adventures of Old Christine where she ends up dating somebody and then befriending his ex and not realizing
1: the connection. I mean, what a Christine move. Oh yeah. I mean, to take it a step further, I feel like a true sitcom would be like, she fakes being a massage therapist. So she has Mm -hmm. to like get the table and try to give them a massage and, you know, oils, all that. Right. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. It's so, yeah, I
0: feel like Eva has, she's got a little bit of a lane. She's got a lot of old Christine. Uh, and 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 sure, like a little bit of a little bit of Selena Meyer. I mean, I think I like that Julia. Julia, oh, this name. We all just accept this Julia Louis Dreyfus. We accept, yeah, that it's three that's names. True. We accept
1: that it's not pronounced Louis. We say all of them. You know, I know Julia sounds very strange to like to call her that. Yeah, it's you yeah. have to say the whole name. You're gonna say the whole name. JLD. And, JLD, and it's not Julia Lewis Dreyfus, and it's not
0: Julia Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Keon would call her Julia Lewis Dreyfus. I feel like that's yeah, what there it is. is so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's like I, she has she has sort of that Tom Hanks quality where you never forget it's Tom
1: Hanks, and you like you never forget yeah. it's Julia Dreyfus. Yeah, but at the same time, she's like it takes. It's, it's I know exactly what you're saying. It's like she's kind of. I don't want to say the same in every role, but I do think that there that does carry over that common denominator. But with all that being said, it's like she's still very talented because she she makes it work in a way that feels effortless.
0: Oh, she's also lobster macaroni and cheese. Like she's, yeah, yeah like don't change a thing. I love that this is what, get, that I get a variation of that every time I see her. And I'd be interested, I guess that being said, Thinking of Melissa McCarthy again, and can you ever forgive me? I would be really interested to see Julia Louis Dreyfus in a role that she like completely transforms in.
1: Yeah, I don't think we got that purple stripe isn't cutting it. We need like we need (laughs) something. Yeah, you know, actually, I think she is actually in
0: a new movie written and directed by Nicole Holofcener. Holofcener. Oh, nice! You hurt my feelings. Yeah. Uh and is Katherine Keener in it? Let's see. I'd be sh-
1: Oh, Kayla Watkins is. She's a yeah, doll.
0: Yeah, she had a tiny role in this movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't see know, Keener. But Keener. It, it looks new. No. Yeah. Maybe now Katherine Keener's doing, you know, uh maybe she's
1: doing nothing. Maybe she's just like, dude, I'm tired. She reminds me of someone and I cannot place it so that's just a thought out into the universe and like maybe I, she just reminds me of Katherine Keener but I I don't know if she reminds me of another actress or someone I know in real life but uh more on that as it develops tonight all I'm right living. folks yeah. <laughs> yeah check back in later <laughs> yes. and see if this in ever month, comes together yeah in 2 a.m and be like it's her uh but yeah it's but kind Catherine, of like if you stretched set... out and down
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes she's a squinty actress uh she... Catherine Keener <laughs> she is a squinty yeah. actress yeah I think there's like, I don't, it's, she's not quite Lisa Kudrow because Lisa Kudrow is a little too quirky, but like, I don't know. I Like she always, she's kind of like a dopey actress. Like she's always sort of looks like she, she, she looks like she just smoked a joint or something,
0: you know? Yeah. I, I'm curious because she is also a two time best supporting actress nominee. Uh, And I have not seen Being John Malkovich or Capote, but she's in both of them and she got an uh, an Oscar nomination. So I'm I'm curious because, yes, she does have this very kind of droll energy that and and this movie, I think, it almost feels like quintessential Catherine Keener because uh, Marianne is a poet. And she's, you know, a poet in Southern California, and she, you know, is drowning in chervil in her front yard and, the uh, and makes incredible iced tea. And she just has this very, yeah, head in the cloud sort of energy. I mean, and the way that she very casually mentions that she was on the phone with Joni Mitchell earlier and that she and Joni are friends. Like, it's yeah, it it's just... Yeah, you get the sense that she went on a mushroom trip ten
1: years ago and didn't ever come fully back. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She's great. I, not, I mean, I am one to talk because I've never seen anything in my life. But um, uh, Capote, I, we should like cover that because I know it's great. And you know, Queen Philip, Queen Phillips in it. I mean, I know that. Wait, hold
0: on. It's an hour and fifty-four minutes. Okay, okay. 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 You know, shorter than twentieth-century women. You yes, know? I'll take <laughs> like that's it. The, that's the measurement of like, yeah, but I like, know we 20th <laughs> century women, you know. Yes, uh, you know, let's put it on the list because it also feels yeah. like one of those movies that I, I don't want to say that it's a Pollock, but it's a it's Pollock esque, and then I've been
1: like Pollock a, energy. Yes, Pollock I energy. Mean. Yep. Yeah. Yep,
0: yep. It feels like something my parents. Would have rented from Blockbuster like three different times and never watched it, and and because I think that's what it was with with Pollock. I think my parents bought it on VHS and they never watched it, and One now I'm just
1: carrying on the family tradition. Yeah, I was just gonna say, there we go. Yeah, we'll put it on the list. I think that would be great. And from what I remember, I think I, she plays Harper Lee in it. She um, does. She's great. She has a great haircut. So, and interesting stuff. I mean.
0: I am kind of, being John Malkovich is another movie where I've just been like, oh, I think I'll catch the next boss. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I just never <laughs> felt like getting on board with being John
1: Malkovich. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know her. um. But, right, I, I wouldn't mind it, but, like, I feel like I'd have to be forced to watch it, Yeah, you know?
0: I mean, I think, so, here's, okay, here's reasons to watch it. It's an hour and 53 minutes, so... 20th century women longer uh it is from 1999 which is an iconic year for movies so that could be fun not only does it have katherine keener but it also has cami diaz
1: that's what i thought but i I was i was second guessing myself okay oh no no
0: yeah and you know a a ninth build mary Kay place
1: ah mkp
0: we love her and honestly i don't i think we've maybe talked about her once in private benjamin
1: yeah, I was just going to say, I don't know her as well as I feel I should. If they,
0: yeah. I, yeah, I think that we've talked about her in Private Benjamin and in the that movie that I love, uh, Nine Lives. Oh, yeah. With the, the nine different stories. Yes, well, yes, yes. honestly, when are we going to do the movie Diane?
1: The movie Diane. The movie Diane.
0: Because that's full of, I mean, here's the deal Diane is full of great ladies like Andrea Martin. Just, just, you know, for the record. And uh, I feel like there's somebody else that I love. I think Phyllis Somerville, who was in Little Children, and she's kind of like the angry old lady and everything. And Estelle Parsons,
1: who's great.
0: And Deirdre O'Connell, who won the Tony a couple years ago. Oh,
1: that's right. Yeah. And Jake Lacey's in it.
0: And Jake Lacey's in
1: it. I mean, and Celia Keenan-Bolger's in it. We love her Sunday pancakes.
0: Sunday pancakes. Sunday pancakes with Diane. So, okay. here is the deal: incredible. An cast. hour and thirty-five minutes. Oh, Glenn. that's short. Okay, we can handle folks. this. I we're feel like our it, Diane era. we're entering our Diane era. We are. Full, we have officially today entered our <laughs> Diane era. But anyway, I I do think it's a you got to stick with it because, like, yeah. It's a little heavy and a little sad, and and Diane isn't a fun character, but it's Mary Kay Place, and so. All
1: I'm right, down for that, yeah,
0: and all those other ladies. Okay, all right, we're gonna, I'm because I I actually literally have a list of ideas, and so Diane, and the other movie we just talked about, being John Malkovich and Capote, yeah. have all been added to the actual list.
1: The actual list, folks. Excited.
0: It's real. Yeah, this list is real.
1: This list is real. This house is clean. <laughs> this house is clean, and this list is real. It is real. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. We. I feel like we just reenacted the movie being John Malkovich. We I just know.
1: Yeah, we really went on a journey.
0: Tunneled our way through, and um, let's bring us back to Enough Said. Yes. I think we need to give some air time to... Soon to be inducted into the Weston's Hall of Fame of Queens, James Gandolfini in his second-to-last film appearance.
1: Uh, I mean, when he said, "I like your ass," the like oh! the Julia, I was like, James. I mean, so lust. I know, well,
0: and and I I read in the trivia that like, certainly the movie is scripted, but there was a lot of room for improv and. I think that that yogurt shop scene was a lot of improv. And I think that yeah. I love your ass line was a, was improv. I could, the way she reacted felt natural.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, she is such a good laugher. Yeah. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like laugh acting is something we, I don't think we've ever tapped into because I do feel like, I feel like Diane Keaton is a really good laugh actor, actress, mm-hmm. excuse me. And I yes. add Julia Louis-Dreyfus to that as well.
0: Oh, that'd be a fun list. Our favorite,
1: yeah. Laugh our laugh-tresses. favorite
0: laughtresses. There it is. <laughs> our favorite Yeah. We have squinty actresses and laughtresses. There it is. A new category yeah. at the yeah. Westons. And yes, best laughtress at the at the Westons. Putting that on oh. the real list too. Yeah,
1: yes, yes, yes. But yeah, you're right. It's like I there's something about seeing him not as Tony Soprano and just probably what I imagine James to be like in real life mm-hmm. as Albert of course too but like oh god he's just so I just want to snuggle up to him and and never leave ever
0: he's such a sweetie he's so I just so we got to go back to that yogurt scene cuz I think yes, that please. and what I love about this movie is that at first Eva is not attracted to Albert and it is so much about something i think that we've talked about certainly with him and i've certainly felt about, about so many guys where it's like then you like then he makes you laugh and then all of a sudden it's like oh my god you're so hot you know and yes and i feel like he's we've talked about that he's a cutie patootie but they go to that yogurt shop and you know and he has that great line where he picks up this scoop of watermelon what is this tomatoes <laughs> And she's like, why would there be tomatoes? There's croutons right next to you. It was yes. So good. And I was like, oh, this is all improvised. This has to I be. I hope so. It has to
1: be. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: And then they're watching the people get the take the samples across the store. And he and he, oh my God. I just I fell in love when he was like, just, you know, put some in your cup. You're not, you're not buying a house. You know? Yeah. It's <laughs> just judging. And then when I just slid off my chair is the way he plucked her bowl out of her hand <gasps> to then go pay for both of them.
1: Yep. I mean, even uh. to, to be followed up with, uh, do you have any money? And, uh. like, and she's like, Oh well, yeah. And he's like, oh, I got it.
0: And then, and my favorite part about that is he like smiles at the guy behind the counter when he gives him the money. Like, kind of, I this, there's something very sweet about that. Like, you're in on the joke with me, kind of moment. I don't yes. know. Yes.
1: Oh, if I was that cash register, uh, that cash register, <laughs> or the person, <laughs> <Cha-ching! Yeah. laughs> I would just throw all my dollars at him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dollar bills everywhere. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. I mean. Have you, I mean, obviously you probably have, but you know, have you been to one of these yogurt places? What What's your go to? What, you, yes. what do you run towards?
0: So uh, it's been a while. Same. I, I don't, and I feel like they still exist. I just like the idea of going to a pink berry or a red, I think red mango is probably gone. That was mm-hmm. a, a chain in New York. Uh, and then there's always this like kind of random one offs. But if I were to go. The last time I ever had it, I think was a few years ago. I went to a Pinkberry and they had some kind of like non dairy chocolate version, and I was like, "All right, well, like you know, yeah, I'll take that." But normally, I would get like a the regular Pinkberry, and I would get it with blueberries, strawberries, and. And this is because they would put the toppings on them. They wouldn't, like, oh, let you go hog. So I couldn't be judged. And I think, like, some some kind of crunchy situation, just to tie
1: it all together, you know? I like that. That is, I think that's a key uh, component here because left to your own, you know, own free will. I, I, I always try to start out healthy, or at least I think that when I enter, but then I see, like, I don't know, like a peanut butter flavor or a chocolate flavor. And then I'm putting on the Reese's cups and here mm-hmm. come the Kit Kats, you know, it's just and those cups are almost too big. So it really doesn't feel like a lot until you're at the register and it's like $18 <laughs> worth <laughs> of frozen yogurt that's supposed to be, quote unquote, healthy. But I think like once out of every 10 times, I might go the fruit, the fruit option. But Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think starting with the fruit kind of then forces me to stay in that territory
1: because it's yes. like, you know,
0: yeah, and I don't like and I believe you and I agree on this. I do not like fruit and chocolate together. Yeah,
1: no, thank you. Yeah,
0: I well, you know, I do. I do make an exception. I do have a special visa for chocolate covered strawberries.
1: I'll allow it. I think. um Yeah. They're fine. They're, like, I I, I I, don't dislike them, but I don't love them. I wouldn't be excited about chocolate-covered strawberries. I'd be like, all right, yeah, I'll have one. Yeah, but right. I'm glad you do because I know I'm in the minority there. Everyone loves chocolate-covered strawberries, so good They're on you. They're just so
0: romantic. <laughs> oh, yes, God. <laughs> I've never understood that, like, how did chocolate-covered strawberries become... This, like, the thing, yes, like, oh, darling, I have
1: a plate for you, <laughs> yeah, or chocolate covered cherries. Oh, the cordials with the goop, Ooh, no, I, no, you thank know, thank you. I, I, I can get
0: together actually. Now that I'm thinking about this, I could get together, I can understand cherry and chocolate kind of dancing together. I see sure. that, and I will also admit that back in the day, I don't know if you've ever, um, been a patron of Arita's Italian Ice? Of course. It's been a
1: while. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes, go
0: oh, well, the re- I mean, the, and the reason to go, like, be cool, eat Arita's. I'm like, you don't have to tell me twice. But I would always get the gelati. I think they called it the gelati, but it was like you get the custard and the ice together. Yes. And I would get, like, the cherry ice with the chocolate custard. Interesting. And let me tell you something, because anyone who doesn't know about Arita's, so they, they basically – they fill a cup with this cherry ice, but there's like a divot in the middle. And then they fill that divot up with chocolate custard and like soft serve. And it goes together so well, but then as you get towards the bottom and everything melts together and it's just this soup, I would, I would (sighs) swim. I would do laps in that soup. I I do love the soup.
1: Yeah. At the end Uh, of any ice cream. That's interesting. uh, I would, Oh gosh that sounds really yummy. It's like, I remember that custard and it's like, I, I see where you're going with this too, because it's not quite like it's fruit flavoring and, it, you know, but it's not fruit, I guess. So I, I might be able to get on board. Yeah. It's, you
0: know, I, I would, I, I'd, I'd give it a go. I, but yeah. I, yeah, but I wouldn't say like, I, I just, I understand that there, there is a faction of the world that strongly believes that orange and chocolate, somehow can live together and cohabit in your mouth. But I'm just,
1: I can't think of two polar opposites, (laughs) you know, more than orange and chocolate. I know. And I feel like everyone loves that chocolate orange. And no, thanks. No, No.
0: I'll take the coal Santa. Yeah. I'd rather have
1: another glass of wine or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, the chocolate orange that, you know, it's like chocolate orange, black jelly beans of like things. I'm like, oh, damn it. (laughs)
1: Immediate turnoff. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately No. Ugh. Not this. Yes. (laughs) The opposite of James Gandolfini in this. The opposite.
0: Ugh. I, I mean, I. What I love about you know the two of them together, and I. What I love about this movie is that there is so much time spent on them actually having like a really great connection other than that sort of initial meeting at the party where, you know, she's like, I'm not attracted to anybody here. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I'm not either. Then it doesn't get interrupted. I mean, yeah, she starts to kind of have second thoughts because of things Marianne's telling her. But I love that they have that first date at the restaurant where he's always making her laugh, even though the, you know, the, the music's really loud and they had to wait online. They have a great date at the restaurant. They have the best date ever at that, you know, follow up at the yogurt shop that night. Yes. She doesn't kiss him. I don't understand why. Yeah. Yeah. So that that I was like, come on, Eva. Um, But then they have that
1: brunch together. Oh, yeah, the brunch. Yeah.
0: And it's, you know, I love that she was like, oh, did I come on the wrong day? And he's like, no, why? And she's like, well, you're in your pajamas. He's like, it's brunch. It's Sunday. I want to be comfortable. And I thought, the closer I get to 40 – (laughs) <laughs> and, like, who knows how long this thing's going to last. 40 could literally be middle-aged for me.
1: I realize that this movie is making a lot of sense. Yeah. I I don't blame him. But I, I can see why. It's almost like the first time she kind of hesitates. You know what I mean? Or starts yep. to see that. Even before Marianne kind of, you know, puts words in her ear about, you know, about who he is or his sloppy habits or whatever it is. Or maybe that was already said that he was kind of a slob, but we but don't she know, know that it was him. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, it's like, yeah, come on in. I'm going to show you my wiener in about two minutes by accident. Maybe he planned oh. it. Oh my God. That was so funny. And you know, they're going on. And Cause I love that. They both have
0: daughters going off to college. So there's also that, like that thing that we're both about to, to, you know, cut the umbilical cord again And, you know, so they're talking about that in the kitchen and uh, and the idea of sending her across the country. And at first, when I when they show her kind of like looking at his crotch, I thought it was just that he was in sweatpants and she could, like, you know, see the turtleneck. But (laughs) then she was like, look, I I can see your penis. And I just (laughs) what I what I loved is like, yeah, he he ran out and was embarrassed. But then to ask, oh, so what did you think? I mean, there's always a little bit of flirtation. Like there's a lot of it's it's yeah, I was like. I probably wouldn't have said anything. I probably would have just started cream cheesing a bagel and been like, this is everything. I have a bagel. I'm looking at his penis. There's a
1: support for me. This is the best brunch I've ever been to. Yes, Albert. Prince Albert. Prince Albert. (laughs) King James and his Prince Albert. (laughs) Yes. I just, I think what really, because I feel like we've seen other movies where people, I don't want to say of a certain age because I feel like they're still young. I feel like, what are we gonna say? Like fifties, you know? I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, I would say. So let's see. In you know,
0: if we're gonna go by actors' real life ages, yeah. You know, she was born in nineteen sixty one. This came out in twenty thirteen. So she's like, you know, 50, 40, 50, I don't make me too mad. Something I know. Yeah, I was don't like, make oh, me you're me... so brave for doing yeah. that. Thirty nine plus thirteen is
1: fifty two. Yeah, so early fifties. Great. But I think I'm trying to think of an, a, a good example, too, but like I it's really refreshing to see an adult relationship, you know, especially two people that have been divorced, like just have fun and joke around because like it just shows that you still can. I guess I, w- I would imagine like if I was, a, you know, the same age and divorced watching this movie, it would give me a little bit of hope that like there's still room to laugh and have fun. Like when they're looking at each other's teeth, it's so stupid, but yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. Well, and I think the flip of that and, and maybe what I
0: what I hold out hope for is that you get to <laughs> it I make it I make it sound like I'm just here eating cold soup out of a can in the dark. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm I am happily single right now, but you know, at some point I'd like someone else to feed Marco. And yes. I what I'd like to believe is that there's also the possibility that you you know, you're either dating or dating again, you know, after so many years of like out of your 20s at, at the very least like you're not dating in your 20s anymore you've been through in their case significant relationships with lots of ups and downs and and enough downs to then get divorced and then to navigate the post divorce world and you know co-parenting and all that stuff that at this point i would imagine and i think that's kind of what we see in this movie is that albert and eva they're not playing games. They're no, they're done with games. They're done with small talk. They, in their first date, I feel like they get right to it of just, you know, what, you know, what bad habits do you have? Like, right away he tells her that he's kind of a slob and he has ear hair. And I thought, you know, at that point in your life, that should be what you talk about on your first date because you're old enough and wise enough to know that, like, small talk's
1: a waste of time. Yeah, it's like, sure, you want to know about their siblings and stuff like that too, but like, yeah there there are more interesting questions to ask or reveal about yourself yeah you don't have to go in order you know like i think that is
0: that's such a and and obviously i'm no expert but i feel like there are a lot of i think about have you heard of that book and it's pretty dated now but that book the rules i think that was out in the 90s oh no It was this terrible book that was just telling women all of these very specific rules about, you know, dating and, and, you know, he should do this and you should wait three days to call and don't do this and don't kiss till this and don't have sex till this. And it was just like, and I feel like that's what I think of when I think of this idea of, you know, especially with online dating or meeting people on an app is you start with the same kind of screener questions and the same kind of, oh, so what do you do? And when do you do? Where do you live? And, you know, and then, oh, do you want kids? Oh, do you have a cat? You know, and it's just, you, you go through basically an intake form. And I feel like, sure, all of that information is useful, but I think you learn more about somebody when they're just being themselves. Like, there's so much between the lines when somebody is willing to tell you they have ear hair, you know?
1: Yeah, I guess it's just also trusting that people will be themselves. And I think that's like the beauty of this movie is that both of them are like old enough and wise enough to like, they can't not be themselves.
0: Right, right. You also like don't know how to put that pretense on anymore. And I even feel that now you know with the at the, at the i basically I'm a, I'm a brown banana at 38 apparently <laughs> <laughs> it's brown like soup banana. in there but <laughs> forget the banana bread just oh, it's, I'm, God. i'm baby Straight food at the best yeah, yeah exactly exactly let's feed the plants and <laughs> you know let me be let me be useful to the worms yes but, um but i even feel that now that it, you know should i enter a world where I'm going on, you know, like dates, I'm you know, I go on, I, I get onto, you know, Hinge or one of those God awful apps and I, I do that song and dance and I go on first dates. I don't think I could do the song and dance that I did in my early twenties. Yeah. I, I don't think I could perform like that anymore.
1: I, I see that. I, I feel like it would be too exhausting. And it's an interesting conversation too, because I guess like just to open up the question of how do you feel about like it, it almost feels like it would be in that book the rules like the spark if you feel mm. a spark initially because like that's what we have been conditioned to feel like I, I, feel, I guess that's like another word for just like do you connect with this person or do you not and if you kind of feel a little bit of a spark or maybe not a spark at all do you go on a second date to maybe find out hmm
0: that is a good question yeah um i mean i think this is sort of answering your question It's, it's similar to the spark and maybe i'll i'll arrive at the answer to your question with this is that the one thing i do know is that when i look back on past boyfriends or situationships that lasted a period of time or whatever i learned everything i needed to know very early on yeah. I, I didn't necessarily see like I didn't necessarily know that I was looking at evidence or I didn't necessarily know that I was looking at things that would become seeds that would grow into bushes later. But when I looked back, it's like, oh, those things that I was that I I didn't connect with that person on, or those things that were kind of like ended up being big red flags or ended up being real problems. There was an indication of all of those things within like the first like couple of dates. You know, like I, I, that I know to be true.
1: Yeah. Because you run in, it's, it's, I think it's applicable to the movie too, because like you run into things like, like I I feel that the first true test of any relationship is traveling together. Even if it's Mm -hmm. a long weekend, you'll, you'll know a lot more after that weekend. Uh, But even just like on their first date when they're waiting in line, like, oh man, I can't believe I messed this up. Or like, are they going to get really upset about, or are they going to get cranky or are they going to get cranky about the music being too loud? Mm-hmm. And they both kind of navigate both of those situations like beautifully because they're just like, well, you know, we're out, we're having fun and we we get along and we're joking with each other. It's like it doesn't none of that really matters, I guess, too. But you're right. I feel like every sort of I think there's like the non-negotiables, you know, like you have to be able to hold a conversation. But then it's like. What if someone's just really shy or nervous? You know, you Mm -hmm. you can very easily toggle to the other side of that. And like, well, he, you know, he seemed like he was trying his best, but he was just nervous and maybe needs another date or so to maybe warm up and just like cool it. So I don't know. There's, there's so much to think about. It's like, it's, it's complicated and not at the same time.
0: Well, and I think, you know, to, to tie it back to this movie, I feel like there There isn't, I guess it it raises the question of when does the spark need to flicker, you know, because it might not be love at first sight. Like in this case, it very much clearly wasn't. And I think that I, I think that if there isn't that spark, two thoughts. I think A, if there isn't that spark initially, I think there might be part of me that's like, uh uh-oh, now if I give it another shot, I have... I've raised the stakes, you know, it, it's similar to, you know, in all-stars on drag race. If, if the queen doesn't win the lip sync against the lip sync assassin, the money from that lip sync goes to the next week's lip sync. Yes, and yes. so I think of that as like, Oh, if I didn't feel the spark in the first date, there's an even higher either payoff or loss. If I feel it in the second date or the second lip sync,
1: you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because it's, they don't know that you're just testing the waters to find out if this could actually work. They might just, they might get overexcited and yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how do you shake them off and still be kind without ghosting too? It's that's tricky. That's very that, yeah. tricky. Yeah.
0: Then cause I, that's my biggest fear is I don't want to disappoint somebody. I don't want to have to be the bearer of bad news. I'd rather yeah. just change my name and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> the other side of this though is, there is something to be said and maybe because I've experienced this is that if you feel <clears throat> almost too much of a spark on the first date, or there's just like a bonfire on the first date, that's very exciting and very romantic. But I feel like then that's just blinding. And in some cases, cause also be like a narcissist love bombing you. Uh, so yeah. that now I'm a little wary of that, but I'll say this, that if I'm, If a guy makes me laugh on the first date, there will be a second date. Like That is a guarantee that even if I'm like, oh, look, I don't know if you're my type. If he makes me laugh, it's just like this movie. I feel like once Albert made Eva laugh, then she was like, actually, he's kind of hot. And I completely identify with that.
1: Yeah, I think that's a non-negotiable. I have to be able to laugh with you and for Mm -hmm. you to make me laugh. And it might even be the number one thing you know more, i agree it's it's it like it falls into the category of like chemistry and connection too but it's it's probably at the top of the pyramid
0: when i feel like and you are more the expert in this than i would be but i feel like in in the journey of a relationship i feel like being able to make each other laugh or being able to laugh at the same things is it's sort of the 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 Dunkin' Donuts on the rest stop. It's like, okay, but at least we've got donuts. Like, we might be running out of gas or yes. we might be tired or whatever, but like, hey, let's have a donut. And things are a little bit better.
1: Yeah, it's also like a brand of humor. Like, are you going to like 30 Rock or are you going to think it's stupid? And if mm-hmm. so, like, I need to decide if that's a big deal or not because you might love, I don't know, sign. like Keon hates Seinfeld. He doesn't get it. Mm -hmm. But I'm fine with that because we have so many other things to, like, make up for, you know?
0: Right, right, right. It's like, you know, it doesn't have to be one-to-one on everything, but it's like if the things that you hold nearest and dearest are just like, yeah, I just, I don't get it. Like, if somebody was like, I just don't think the comeback is very funny, I think we're done. (laughs) Because I really think there's so much about that 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 is... So, like, there there are the tiniest details in that show that I just am obsessed with that for someone to look at it and go, yeah, I don't I don't really, I don't get it. I, I just, I'd be like, get out of my house.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, as at the very beginning of mine and Keon's relationship when we were showing each other our favorite movies and I showed him, like, Clue and Steel Magnolias, I was like, this, this is actually more of a test than you think it is. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't say that out loud, too. And, like, at that point, we had been dating for a while. So it's like, it's... It was fine, but I, you know, he's only going to get bonus points if he finds this, you know, and he's not watching, he's not saying, like, let's put in Clue every five minutes, but, like, I, I knew that he appreciated it.
0: Right, right. It doesn't have to be the same, like, you know, fanaticism, but yeah, it's like... It's that, I would imagine watching it with him, you were doing a lot of that looking, watching him watch. Yes, exactly. Put your phone down. There's something coming up. Yeah. It's Eileen Brennan. Excuse me. Eileen Brennan is on the screen. Excuse me. Yeah, no phones allowed, actually. (laughs) Give me your phone. No. If I see that phone once, it goes in the toilet.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true.
0: Oh, man. Uh, So, yeah. So, I think there's a lot about Eva and Albert that I, I really... I appreciate I appreciate this version of of falling for each other, where it's you know, they're both i I think they're both good looking folks. I think they're both yeah. aged. they both were aging like wine. I say were because you know he passed away. She's still with us. but yeah. uh, you know, they're I don't know. i uh, I like that it wasn't just like even though he likes her ass, like I think it was so much more. I think we see it more from her side than his, but I feel like he her I either her ability to make him laugh or her ability to get his jokes I feel like really drew him in
1: yeah I think it's like they're almost like this great duo together and mm. I think people can just sync up every once in a while like certain friends of mine like my friend Patrick when we're all together like it's just like we're putting on a show and like we are the entertainment and we will mm-hmm. just go back and forth. Oh, you met Patrick at the Oscars. Patrick and Oh Frank, yeah. Here, at the here? Oscars yeah. party. Yeah. Yeah. Um he is just in I he's so quick. He's he's quicker than me and it's like but we both like elevate each other <laughs> in a way. Right. Like right. he makes me better and I make him better and we both learn from each other and we, you know, talk over notes afterwards um but yeah i Uh, I, nickels and may over here i I love that Pittsburgh's nickels and may (laughs) yes oh my gosh would love it um but yeah I, i i do think that this is it's it's the cornerstone of their relationship too so when and especially like when when it kind of falls apart a little bit too it's like she didn't It's like she didn't know what she was doing, but she absolutely knew what she was doing by still hanging out with Marianne and like getting more dirt. And like she just became it was like this addiction. She's like, I want more. And she, you know, then she started like sort of baiting her almost. Well, tell me more about him, because, again, it's like that magical thing that most people would maybe want to know. But in this case, you probably shouldn't know every single Thing that like annoys because it only annoyed Marianne. It it might not mm-hmm. have annoyed Eva, but she, like Marianne, made uh, yeah, Eva be annoyed with the same stuff that she was annoyed with. So that line about like Albert saying like I just felt like I spent the night with my ex wife, and it's right. Like, Ugh. It's right. It sucks, especially when you know. Ugh.
0: Yeah, because it's it's that scene that's at Sarah and Will's house where uh eva gets kind of drunk and you know uh is making comments about oh my god you know how much calories are in are in guacamole and uh and i gotta get you a, a calorie book and and it's that awful and they don't they show it more than tell it but it's that awful thing where especially after a couple of drinks the thing that you've been desperately trying not to say is desperately trying to be said
1: I think it happens all the time with couples in the presence of other couples or at a party too. It's like, it's like you're, it's like this open forum to kind of vent about your relationship in a very like playful way. But there is like a very fine line, like that line you could cross and she crosses it.
0: That dynamic, that thing you just talked about. I, I find so fascinating. It's, I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel like, and and it happens a lot in this movie. That happens in that scene, and and Will and Sarah kind of do it all the yeah, time. They go into, yeah, yeah. The passive uh, aggressiveness. D- it's too yeah. Much. And and it's such a you know it's a vaguely Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf kind of thing. Oh yeah. Where it's like now we're gonna fight in front of you, and now we're gonna make you the audience, and at some point now you're gonna we're gonna tap you in, and you're gonna have to fight, and it's it it's something that i i mean we'll certainly talk about it in the best supporting after show when we talk about couples therapy on showtime yes but it's a it's a thing that i i would love to kind of watch an extended i guess a variation of who's afraid of virginia wolf but a different like a who's afraid of virginia wolf but set in the world of enough said if that makes sense yep Oh absolutely uh, And with these kind of characters and this kind of dialogue and this kind of you know lighting and, and not at three o'clock in the morning and they're all super drunk. but that thing where what is that? where when couples go out together, they they create some variation of group therapy.
1: Yeah, like I think in this movie, especially too like the whispering at a movie, there is a way that she could have been very playful with it and right. not had got to that level like oh my god we went to this movie and he, he kept being shush and he's like what I was whispering she's like you were not whisper." like they could have just like oh my gosh you should have heard him he was so loud like try like she could have even had him try to whisper too like it could have just it could have been the same conversation but it was also like I think things that came before that and it was just kind of building and building where and then eventually I think was it is it Will is that his name yeah yeah said yeah. like you're picking on him and it's like, that's when she should have stopped. Or, like, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what an embarrassing moment when, like, somebody's yeah. like, hey, you're,
0: it's not funny anymore. Yeah. Uh, Oof. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, cause, yeah, he, he's not a whisperer. He's a stage whisperer. And that could just be treated as, like, something that she finds very funny or very cute. But it, instead, it becomes, yeah, she takes it a little bit too far. And I, I don't mean, ugh, I, I love that. I, and just as a as a plot point, as a moment. I just I thought that was so real and I feel like it's also my worst nightmare to to do that, to be the Eva in this situation or, or to be the Albert for that, for that matter.
1: Yeah, I feel like we've all taken turns on either side of that. We've been the Eva, we've been the Albert. And I it just depends on like like if you gotten a fight before you got to the party mm-hmm. or um you know or you just cross that line because like i picture my mom and dad talking about like i don't know my dad snoring or something like that you know it it can start out with something innocent and then it could get you know as long as you i don't know it's almost like having a safe word just like okay you went too far like between like the partners you know just saying like okay you you need to stop
0: yeah Um, and you know it's funny is i feel like there's a similar variation of all of this when they go out to dinner with her ex-husband, Peter, and his girlfriend, yes. Fran. Uh, and fun fact, apparently the actor who played Peter, Toby Huss, was in an episode of Seinfeld where he was dating Elaine.
1: Oh, no way. I have no so, idea what episode that is, but yeah. that's cool, though.
0: Yeah, so there you go. I mean, I could look it up, but, yeah, uh, you know, what, what do it's I know? Um, but I feel like at that dinner, because Will and Sarah are there, Peter and Fran are there, and then... Uh, Chloe and Ellen are both there as well. And I feel like in that uh, Eva and Peter kind of they're they're bickering about the bread, about bringing more bread and like don't bring bread to the table because then I'm going to eat it. And that's another layer of what we're talking about where you know, and as a child of divorce I didn't really witness this because my parents wouldn't speak uh, without a lawyer. But I feel like that's another layer of this where you kind of do this for sport with your ex-husband because it's like an old habit.
1: Yeah, and it's it's something so small too that like could easily build into something. You know, like you always do this, you order the bread mm-hmm. and you know you're not going to eat it and I end up eating it and it's there was like this thing of course on TikTok that I saw but it was like couples therapy-ish related of like did I talk about this last week or was I just talking to Keon about it? I don't think I talked about it on the podcast, but it was how one little thing can just like, you know, snowball. It was about like, if a girl says like to her partner or just anyone to their partner says like, I really like it when you text me in the morning and say like, good morning. I hope you have a great day. Like, can you do that for me? And Mm -hmm. the partner's like, no, that's stupid. I'm not going to be able to do that. It's like, they've made their choice to not like give that other person what they're asking for. So then Other problems start to arise, and it's like it's like this sort of like pyramid like thing, and it's like over something that you could very easily just do. It's like you might not like to do it, but like it means something to them, and they like it, so why not do it? And it's always something very like in their control. Does this makes Does it make sense? Oh,
0: absolutely. There's such an iceberg underneath. Like, hey, I I like it when you do this little thing, and someone says, well, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to feel like doing that. It's like, it's not just about sending the text. Like there's so much kind of subconsciously attached to that. Yeah. Or there's so much subconsciously attached to the fact that you're not willing to do this thing that I'm asking you to do. And I think that that kind of compromise in a relationship, I mean, what I'm told is a, a healthy relationship requires a lot of compromise. You know, <laughs> True or false, I don't know. I've never made it that far. But again, I'm just
1: just an old banana. (laughs) I want, like, someone to draw you as an old banana. No. Oh, it'd be so good. Oh,
0: I know. But but I think that the compromises can be big. They can be, like, really big things. Like, oh, you know, I I just don't want to go to your mother's for Christmas or whatever. Or it can be little things. Like, it just, could you please just put the dishes in the dishwasher when you're done with them? Could you just not leave it in the sink? Could you do that one thing for me? And then that ends up being the reason they divorce.
1: I know. And it's like, and I think there are, I think on the flip side of that too is like, I know there are certain things that Keon probably will never do. And Mm -hmm. there are things that I won't do either. Like, you know, like he leaves his socks on the side of the bed and I pick them up every morning and I put him in the, the, you know, the laundry basket, and he just, he, he forgets, in quotes, mm-hmm. uh, that he, he <laughs> uh, like, right, this is fine. <laughs> like, it's it's become my morning routine, when I make the bed, I'll do that, and like, but other things like that, and he always leaves like, I go on, and then he leaves paper in the and sink, and he, th- like <laughs> wrappers on a plate, and then there's water on, and I shake it off, and I say, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that that's like, and before that it was like it's like something. This is like a classic of like he would never change the toilet paper roll. He would put the new roll on top of like the cardboard roll. Ugh, Keon, and I'm just like, and I would send a picture of it, and, and like every time he'd do, it, and he's like, oh my god, I'm sorry, but now we have a new toilet paper holder where it just like slides on from the side. You don't have to like, there's no spring loaded oh. thing. It's really nice, so a lot yeah. easier
0: that can be a real barrier to entry the spring loading thing. It's like, Oh yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and I think there's that too, that again, I've heard, and maybe one day it'll happen, but that, you know, you just accept certain things like this is just, this is just who you are, you know? And, and what I love about this movie is that they, Eva and Albert are already, the cement is dry, you know, this is who they are. And, I think that's interesting in the lens of all the things Marianne is complaining about in a different narrative or if they were younger, there's the idea that, you know, to to invoke the spirit of Jax Taylor from Vanderpump rules. It's like, oh, well that was me in season one, but then I met, you know, what's her name? Uh, You know, Brittany. Uh, Britney, and now, I'm, yeah. now, and, and of course he's still a monster, but with the idea that somebody has <laughs> grown up or evolved in some way and, and that there was still, you know, or I've grown out of my partying stage, or I'm not such a drunk anymore, and now I'm now I make the bed every day. But I feel like the the things that Marianne is complaining about Albert about he, this is probably just who he is. This is just, yep, yeah, he's you know he he can be a little bit messy, or he like he does the weird thing with picking the onions out of the guacamole, or he just does not know how to whisper. And at this point, Albert is not going to change. And I think yeah. that is an interesting variation of like why Eva is taking Marianne's complaints on so much. It's like, it's not as if this man is going to be that
1: different now. Yeah, it's like, will she ever convince him to buy those nightstands? Mm. You know, because I feel that would bug me, especially if there's mess. But also, yeah. like, Eva could buy herself a nightstand. Like, she right. could, you know, she doesn't have to be on his side of the bed, but at the same time, if they're living together, these are the things, What you know, that it, it represents more than just the nightstand.
0: Of course, because it's like there's the idea that well, you each have your side of the bed and you you make it your own, but it's both of your bedrooms. You know what I mean? Like this is our shared space, and like you know, uh, pick up your socks, no, I'm Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> that's such a that's a minor infraction. <laughs> yes, it's like that episode that we covered with Seinfeld. Like, shut up and pack, Elaine. Yeah. Uh, pick up your socks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's brown. Yeah. yeah the sweater.
0: Oh, oh. oh my God. For some reason, all of that talk about like couples and like getting annoyed with each other and, and putting up with shit. I just keep thinking about that. I keep thinking about that vine, the woman who's filming the deer outside of their house, oh. and then her husband sneezes. She goes, Oh, nice, Ron. And he goes, Oh, what? I had to sneeze. And it cuts off right there. Yeah. Am
1: I not allowed to sneeze? <laughs> nice not Ron. Alo- am I not allowed to sneeze? That's what it was. It's so perfect. Oh, nice, Ron. <laughs> He's like probably a... in a recliner, <laughs> yes! have a sleep. Yes, yes.
0: Like, that is why I loved Vine so much is because in six seconds, it perfectly encapsulated what marriage is like at that point.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. It's always Nice Ron. Nice Ron. <laughs>
0: um, well, you know, speaking of those nightstands, I, I and, and there's some other bits and baubles we can talk about, but I do want to talk about the ending of this movie.
1: Yes. Lead us in.
0: Because it is, without a doubt, it has always been, it, it, for as, as long as I've known this movie, one of my favorite movie endings. It is uh, the, the – it, it's exactly what I want a movie to end on. I, I just
1: loved it. Yeah, I really do think it's like – it's uh, the sort of – because you want them to get back together, and you hope that they do, and I, I, the way that she drives up, and normally it could be, it's like the guy who messes up, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's another, like, the beauty of this movie, too, is, like, she's the one that sort of fucked it up, and again, it's like all those sort of face journeys when she shows up, and she sees the daughter, who I kind of hated, but, like, at least... She kinda came around at the end, but but he she wasn't there at the very, very end though. No, right? that was yeah. the it when was she the went to them, see him. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the daughter had the Cinnabon, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they it's like you're waiting for that tension to be broke. And he says something. He says some sort of line about calories. Oh no no, that's the stupid cinnamon roll scene, Nick. Come on.
0: Come um, on. Yeah.
1: Come on. But they just sort of naturally come back together and they sit on the stoop it's very reminiscent of the first scene when she's like picking all the weeds out of his yard which is also a cute scene (laughs) yeah what are you doing ripping up my lawn yeah yeah yeah. it's like mid-sentence oh yeah so good it's so perfect and i it felt again it just feels very real and i think it's it's the actors it's the writing and just like the vibe of the movie that just it's the perfect ending
0: it feel like I'd love to see a play end like this and then just like black out in, in the same yeah. way this does, you know, because yeah, they're sitting on the they're sitting on the steps and, you know, talking about how, you know, they they, they you know, took their daughters, you know, uh, took them off to college and um, they're now in this like, I guess we should get hobbies phase. And then and she's just I mean, again, I I, I fully believe in that in that Golden Globe nomination because. Watching that ending again, I, just, I watched it right before we recorded. She's doing so much face work. She's yeah. doing so much. And, and she has that like little kind of choked way that she says, I miss you. And then yeah. he says, yeah, I miss you too. And he's got that tight little smile. And then he t- says, you know, I should tell you, I, uh, finally bought some night tables. And and she goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, no. And she gives that big old laugh and then, like, you know, kind of pats his arm and then says, okay, yeah. And then what happens is she looks at him and then she looks away a little bit and then she kind of looks back at him with that, you know, with with that little, like, oh, this guy. And then it just cuts to black. And I just – it The timing on that, I feel like when you would end a movie like this, your timing has to be so precise because it's like such a random beat.
1: It is. It feels like it shouldn't make sense or shouldn't be able to like you shouldn't be able to pull it off on paper. But yet they do.
0: Yeah, I mean, dare say Queen Pedro would be very proud. It's a very
1: Almodovarian ending. Yes, that's true. That's that's the the break that I was looking for when he said the night tables, and he said no, I didn't, because I feel like that's one of his his go to jokes. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but Which, it works you know, every time. Yeah, it does,
0: she loves it. She cause some I feel like that might be something where I'm like, ugh, like stop making me the fool. But she loves when he <laughs> does that. You know.
1: Oh, I do that all the time, to Keon. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, because he uh, believes it. Then he gasps. Right, right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's all but for it's that great. gasp. Yeah, yeah. I love when he gasps. It's funny. Yeah, uh, James, James and Julia. Yeah. Oh, they're so Bravo. sweet together.
0: Oh, it's such good chemistry.
1: Yes. Agreed. Agreed.
0: I know that we're we're getting a little long for a 90 minute movie but I just have to mention I also thought the subplot of Eva and Chloe kind of having the pseudo mother daughter connection and Ellen feeling kind of pushed out of that triangle I thought was fascinating. I just I loved watching that like mom and and friend of daughter thing happen.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's like a whole different movie in a way too and there wasn't really that I don't think like her daughter had any sort of there wasn't like a big blowout you know what I mean Mm -hmm. she just said like I think she came in out one time and said like can I have my mom back and Chloe was like (laughs) white you know like yeah but Chloe seems nice it's like it it just seemed everyone needs that like like your friend's mom like she seems like I would love to learn I mean I actually know how to crochet not well not crochet knit um but I would love to like learn how to knit with her
0: Oh yeah. Oh, if she offered for me to move into Ellen's room once Ellen goes off to <gasps> Sarah Lawrence <sighs> College, I know I would be in there in a hot second. Uh, I early on in my college search, I wanted to go to Sarah Lawrence, and I even convinced my parents to take me there for a campus tour. Wow! And there was a girl named Nui who took us on a tour, and she had two different types of shoes. And now it is like just a common understanding that if I say to my mom, "Nui two shoes." She knows who I'm talking about.
1: Oh, that's really cute, though. Yeah. We
0: always call her Nui Two Shoes. Yeah.
1: Nui Two Shoes. Nui. Love Nui.
0: Yeah. And it was a beautiful campus and it had a pillow room, which was just like a rec room full of like uh, beanbag chairs. And I think it was like 75% women, 25% gay men. And I was not out to my parents yet, but I was like, yeah, come on. Uh, And, but there was no. There was like no scholarships whatsoever. It was a super expensive school. There was yep. no grades. there's no like traditional grades. Wow, it was a weird situation. It was like a lot of money for like a very kind of flowery kind of situation yeah, obviously i I did not even end up applying, but uh yeah, sarah lawrence is a is a commitment um so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure Ellen will do fine there. But yeah, I I, I loved Chloe and Eva's little relationship. And I love towards the end when Eva's mom, played by Amy Landeker from Transparent, uh, comes to pick her up. And she was like, You know, did you have a daughter? Well, fine. I, you know, I'd like mine back. And then she like looks at her and goes, Dyke. And walks <laughs> away. Yes! And Eva, I mean Julia Louis-Dreyfus, is like the funniest reaction. She just has this like <gasps> kind of like surprised laughter that is like, I, it's like, what do you, you just, why did you call me a dyke? Yeah, out of <laughs> all the names, yeah, it's like not, it's like not even, it's, it's like I'm not insulted. It's like, it's like you just called me
1: like, you know, uh, like I don't know, uh, nail technician, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was weird, and they were all together like. Buying dresses, like, 40 minutes earlier in this movie. Not that they, like, you could tell they weren't, like, best buds. Right, But, right. you know, they're two moms, so it's interesting.
0: Yeah, that was strange. But I guess it, an interesting kind of idea that Ellen was feeling, like, sub, feeling self-conscious about Eva's relationship with Chloe and Chloe's mother. It's almost like Ellen and Chloe, uh, Ellen and Chloe's mom were kind of on the same emotional wavelength they both are feeling like um can i have my mother slash daughter
1: back yes yeah and i think that's like by taking chloe back it's like kind of stripping eva of her like sort of emotional support adopted daughter (laughs)
0: yeah totally because i guess chloe's clearly not going away to school so i yeah that makes a lot of sense and it's like well i don't know what else to do with myself you could fill the gap
1: yeah as much as it was like, you know, we just said we would love to, like, live in Ellen's spare bedroom. That is a crazy thing to offer someone mm-hmm. who has a home of their own. And granted, like, maybe not the best relationship with her mom, but, like, that feels weird to me. Yeah.
0: Right. Like, it, it it seems like she just doesn't like to hang out at home, but it's not as if her mother, Debbie, is, like, smacking her around or something.
1: Yeah. It's just like, well, I mean, whatever.
0: Yeah. The only other thing I'll mention, just because, you know, uh, she has such a distinct voice, but Jessica St. Clair plays that one massage client who's just like the chatty Kathy. Oh my God, and, I wanted to kill her, yeah. Uh, and we she was in Bridesmaids. She played the bridal shop attendant.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, she was She's perfect in the role that she's in, but I would just, I, I just feel like I would have, I wanted, like, Eva to just, like, snap her neck. <laughs> like oh, I know. Yeah. Or something, yeah. Just yeah. get her to stop talking, but... Oh god, I can only imagine. And then yeah. uh, obviously she find that guy. prop she finally asks for help too uh, with her table up those stairs. And that guy's on an episode of Thirty Rock too. I can't yeah. remember the plot line, but it's when oh Liz wants to adopt a baby, and one of the girls who was in the original cast of Spring Awakening, she like meets her at a donut shop, and um, she's, oh like, I remember talking that about her boyfriend mm-hmm. and. Um, Liz, like, orders, like, a dozen donuts for herself, and she starts chatting up this girl, and she's like, I'll have my donuts. No, she's like, are these to go? And she's like, no, I'll have my donuts to stay. And they sit and talk, <laughs> right. and she, that guy plays her boyfriend, like, the dumb. He's hot,
0: though. He's so hot. He was in an episode of The Office as well. I knew I knew him from somewhere, but, nice. uh, yeah, he's a he's a cutie patootie. Christopher Nicholas Smith, just, you know, uh, the whitest name <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds, like,
1: sounds like he's from NYU and like someone told him that it's it's good Juju to have three names or something, you know?
0: Right, right. I mean, just look at Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I know. Yeah.
1: So. I mean, that Daniel Day.
0: Yeah. Anna DeVere Smith. Whoa. Yeah. That's great. So a lot of good three-name people out there. Our favorite three-name people. That's another episode. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be fun.
0: Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yeah. We love him. Uh, Mary Kay Place.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. Could go for days here. Yeah. I can't think of right. any one of them. Yeah. The you're moment. like, was... I'm just listening to you, but it, I yeah. agree. <laughs> you're like,
0: share. No, shit. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. There, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I feel like on that note, enough has probably been said about enough said because that pun was so bad. It's worth making twice. So we are being played <sighs> off. Enough already. Enough! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, where can
1: folks who have not had enough get more of you? They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kochanov. How about you?
0: Well, you could find more of me currently covering All Stars 8. On All Right Mary, which is, uh, you know, uh, fun, great cast, great, lots of old queens. It's great. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at college underscore, and you could find more of both of us
1: on Instagram in a best supporting capacity at BSA Pod. Or you can send us an email at the BSA Pod at gmail.com. And uh, keep, <laughs> keep your. Keep your peepers Whoa. peeled. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, do I have a bun here? Happened.
0: Yeah. <sighs> and keep your peepers just enough peeled. There it is. Yes. Uh, because coming around the corner is the best supporting after show where if you enjoyed all of our relationship and, and you know, dating and couple talk in this episode, you're going to get so much more because we are definitely going to be talking about the show Couples Therapy on Showtime Ooh, I'm so excited Yeah, and maybe catch up on a little of the other two Maybe a little Somebody Somewhere, maybe a little Yellow Jackets Maybe none of it, maybe we'll talk about this whole new Roni reboot and the Roni yes. legacy trip oh, Roni yes. Reed, Roni Roundup you A know? writer's
1: strike, there's so much to talk about The Tony Awards aren't happening
0: Well and now I heard they really are sad. happening
1: Okay, good but, That's uh, but we'll, news to me. Okay, more on that later, yeah. More on
0: that later, and uh, access to episodes just like this early at patreon.com slash bsapod. What's not to love? Nothing. 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 Uh, well, I think it's time for you and I to get into our pre-owned lease, to yourselves, Ruth and Cheryl, and get the hell out of here, because we've said enough about Enough Said. So that, as they say, is that.